Welcome to Loose Gymming, the podcast that's going to get you thinking differently about fitness. To get you in the shape of your life, but without it taking over your life. I'm BFast Joe. And I'm lovely Lifter Safe. It's me! <laughs> we can never decide who's going to start the pod. I was like, is it you or me starting? And Jamie just decided to press play and point at me. Yeah, I like to just throw you in at the deep end and just, uh, you know, keep you on your toes a little bit. I don't mind that. Do we actually have an actual proper name for this one? No, we were going to, I was initially when we thought about it, it was going to be death to the 1200 calorie generic diet. But then we had one called death of the quick fix body transformation type thing. But maybe it could be a series of things that just mentalities in the fitness industry that need to die when people want to start getting in better shape for the long term. So maybe we could just make it a series. Yeah, okay. I think we should stick to it then. Death of the 1200 calorie diet. Before we dive in, can you think off the top of your head any other things that need to die? Just quickly. There's just so many. (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. It's endless. I think there's a lot that needs to, you know, I think I mentioned this before. You feel like you've come so far in the fitness industry and then you look at stuff, you look at an Insta post or you look at somewhere and you're like, oh, no. I saw something terrible the other day and I really can't think what it was. It was on QVC. What was it? There was a weird, really weird thing on QVC, like some sort of fitness gadget. That thruster one? Yeah. It was like the at-home stuff. Um, yeah, there's a lot that needs to, to, to go, a lot. But I do think, you know, through the clouds, there is sometimes a little snippet of that sunshine. And hopefully you're going to share this podcast with some of your friends, maybe family, and give them some good advice rather than all the nonsense that's out there. Because that's hopefully what we're providing is good, real advice without the fluff. So I really, really hope so, because we just want to take the confusion away. And for you to feel really empowered and go, you know what, I can do this and I can exist in this fitness world hmm. and feel comfortable and confident. Sweet. Yes. So death to the 1200 calorie diet. Now, if you are a woman watching, I want you to pop your hand up if you have either been on or thought that you have had to be on a 1200 calorie diet. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to know where this magic number comes from. The amount of people, honestly, that we speak to when it comes to like nutrition and dieting, they're like, well, I've been doing 1,200 calories. Who? It's one of them. It's them, isn't it? It's they. That person. They are back. Whoever it is, this magical person is being this entity that decides what we're supposed to do with our lives. But 1,200 calories seems to be this generic kind of catch-all number that gets thrown around when we start looking at fat loss phases and things like that. And I just don't understand where it's come from, especially if you think about uh, when it comes to recommended daily allowances. If you look on the back of like most food packets, for example, the recommended daily for females starts at around 2000 and for men, it's usually about 2500. And obviously there's going to be so many variables in that because we have people of all shapes and sizes and heights and weights and all this sort of stuff. Um, but even that recommended kind of average daily allowance is a lot more than what a lot of people want to torture mm. themselves with because 1200 calories for most people is torture. It's low. It's a really, really low amount. I've never been on that many low calories unless I've been poorly. Mm. <laughs> like I haven't put, I haven't done that much and maybe it might be quite interesting to do a 1200 calorie day. 
and mm. see what it looks like because a normal day for me is about the 1800 to 2000 that's um for me if i'm wanting to maybe stick to where i am or even lose i probably lose with that on that couldn't i if i went yeah just to add a bit of context what's your current weight when you're talking about that as well because that's a, a really important thing yes this is what i mean it can just be all so like averagey couldn't it well i do this and i do that we are individuals. I was asking you an actual question then. Sorry. <laughs> what is your current weight I on those calories? I am 57. However, I did weigh myself the other day and I went to 58, but I think I just eaten and got a few clothes on. So I'm should I go for 57 and a half? Let's go for the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the big thing to remember. So if KG. Yeah, so you're averaging around 1800 to 2000 calories at 57-ish kg body weight. And sometimes I would go over that. Some days I can just go all out and be 2003, 2005, I can mm. imagine. And we work with a lot of people. I, I, it's hard to say, like, you know, we work with so many different people of all sorts of sizes and weights and things like that. But we have people that are kind of, you know, in the maybe 70 to 90 kilos range, as like I'd say would be a kind of average of the bell curve. We've got people above, people below that. But people that are, you know, sort of two to three stone heavier than yourself who want to go on calories less than what you would go on so it's just trying to kind of educate people on we need more than this to oh we can get away with more than this i think is the big thing we don't necessarily need more but it's about being able to get away with more calories so that you've got more energy you feel better you're able to kind of you know make it not so restrictive and so hard to stick to that you can get long-term progress and i think that's one of the really important things to kind of factor in yeah and people are terrified of calories really scared of them and we're only ever okay and feel comfortable if us as coaches go let's work on 1200 and then it feels like it's really comfortable as soon as me and jamie go i want you on 1800 the faces that mm. we get and the worry of that's far too much that's far too much and it's us going back and going you've really struggled you're wanting to lose some body fat you can't you're saying that you're on 1200 calories there's this really really big discrepancy here so we've got to find this middle ground and actually i know it's really hard to admit to ourselves and i know it's really difficult to to say to ourselves i am obviously eating more than i think it's a hard thing to say mm. i have been there i've been there thinking that i only ever ate 1200 calories but if you learn foods, it's all about teaching. It's what we always talk about. We learn foods. We learn how to track properly. We understand the calories in food, whatever food that is. Take away the good, take away the bad aspect. And you will actually realize, wow, I, I, I don't eat 1,200 calories. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing we try to educate people on when they start a program with us is that although we sort of often talk about dailies, really what really, mm. really matters to you is your weekly calorie intake because – the most common pattern we see is people being able to stay on track Monday to Thursday slash Monday to Friday, and then weekends come around and that kind of calorie allowances, that budget just goes completely out of the window, whether it's through alcohol or takeaways or, um, you know, trips to the coffee shop with a bit of cake and stuff like that. But it's the weekly intake that matters, not the daily. And that's the biggest thing you need to understand, I think, to figure out where you might be going wrong. Because it's it's okay to track for four days and be on 1,200 calories for four days. But then if you know you're having a bit of a cheeky weekender and you stop the tracking, how do you know what you're actually on? And really, ultimately, you might have done four days at 1,200 calories. But if you've done the other three days at, you know, 
3,000 calories, which is easily doable. Easy. People don't understand how easy it is to knock back 3,000 calories, um, especially with things like, you know, higher fat foods, higher sugary foods. It's really easy to get those calories in. Um, it just needs to be that bigger emphasis on what your kind of weekly intake is, not just the day to day. And that's what, you know, hopefully a lot of our BFAST listeners there will go, oh, yeah, you've always said to me, this is your weekly calorie intake. So we'll never say, um, you know, you're on 1200 a day, whatever it may be. We'll say, this is what we want over a seven day period. Mm. So do you want to do a bit of maths? Let me get the calculator out. Let's say an average of 1700 calories a day. Yes. Like I said, it's very rare that we would go below that for a client per day. So you times that 1700 calories by seven, because we need to be over a seven day period, not mm-hmm. over a three day period. And the equals is? 11,900 calories across the week. So you've got from Monday to Sunday, 11,900 calories to play with. And you can mix it up however you like. You may have some days where you go a little bit higher with your calories. You may have some days where you go down. Or if you wanted to, you could evenly split that to 1,700 calories per day. Mm. Depends on what you do and and who you are and um, your individual wants, needs and likes. Mm So just to kind of add a bit of context around that then, we should have pre-prepared some numbers, shouldn't we, to be able to reel off. (laughs) But what we'll do is, we didn't think about it before we started, but what we'll do is we'll kind of figure out. So roughly, if you were to lose one pound of body fat per week, you're looking to have a calorie deficit of around 3,500 calories. So let's just- Over the week. Over the week, yeah. So let's say our 11,900 is, that's the amount that we need to target to lose about one pound of fat per week. And again, don't take this number as gospel. This is just a generic number we're using. It doesn't mean it's right for you. Um, but that would mean that our maintenance weight would be 11,900 plus that 3,500 calories we've talked about, mm. which equals 15,400 across the whole week. Divide that by seven. That's roughly 2,200 calories per day. So that's what you're currently eating, let's say. Yes, yeah, so that would be if you were to maintain, not lose or change your body weight at all, you'd be on about 2,200 calories per day. But what the problem is... And this is, is on an average of 70 to 90 kg, are we talking? Uh, I wouldn't, well, we just threw a number out there, didn't just we? To... So, yeah, so it doesn't really... No correlation with that at the minute. But if you... So let's just take, for example, so you stick to your 1,700. You do that for five days. So that's going to give you a total of 8,500 calories. But then Saturday and Sunday comes around, you've got meals out, you've got takeaways, you've got alcohol, you've got extra snacks, your working routines gone. So you find you're just eating randomly throughout the day. And let's just say, for example, you, should we say, what's an average? Eight, 2,500 instead of Well, I mean, I remember us doing that course um, and it coming out saying it is average that people will eat anywhere between 3,400 calories on one day of a weekend. So let's go for the 3,000 then. So that's 3,000 calories on Saturday and Sunday. That's an extra 6,000 calories, which gives us, sorry for blinding with your maths at the minute, but it's interesting stuff now. So that gives us a total of 14,500 calories throughout the week. So although you've been really um, sticking to plan Monday to Friday, you've kind of nailed it, you've hit 1700. If you have a couple of days of 3000 calories, you've pretty much wiped out any of that deficit. So that's where people just end up maintaining their weight because they've hit that point. They feel like, you know, there's still a very slight deficit here. But if you stuck to that deficit, you would lose one pound of body fat in about five or six weeks. And no one 
is going to feel progress with that. So that's where it's so important to kind of focus on that weekly number rather than that daily number. And go back and listen to that again. Like I, as a person who's not very great with maths and as a person who, you know, came into the fitness industry wanting to help people, I had to learn this and my mind was always just boggled. And I was mm. like, what? I don't understand. This is very confusing, but I've got it now and I understand it. So it's some things that you've got to go back and listen to and figure out where we're going wrong because it's so horrible feeling frustrated and not knowing what's going on. Mm. But yeah, we want to make sure. And what I think is really important is if you're not losing weight and you're currently at your maintenance i think that's a really great thing to know mm. it's good to know what your maintenance is because a lot of the time we will slowly kind of be adding weights that insidious weight gain you know that you know where over 10 months you go i've put on three kilos mm. like what's gone on here um and you don't know and that's what they call insidious weight gain which is a slow weight gain that we kind of a lot of us do over the years don't we but if you're a year later i'm going to use and um, one of our fantastic members she'll always say i'm exactly the same well, that's fab mm. what a great place you found your maintenance now if you want to reduce body fat we can there's some things that we can do mm. um straight away that's going to help you help you you know get that goal mm -hmm. yeah and I think the biggest thing I like to ask people is, as well is, if someone comes to me saying, I'm trying to do this 1200 calories plan, I'll always ask someone, is that what you want to be on? Mm. Do you want to be on that few calories? Does that feel good for you? Great question. Because when you ask someone that, they're like, well, well no, it's really tough, actually. It's really like, it's, I can't hardly eat anything. I can't really treat myself without going over my budget. And if that's the case, then why don't we look at something different? Why don't we actually try using a better combination of more daily movement of increasing those calories, but being able to do more activity throughout the day as well? Because the problem is when we cut these calories too low is. We go into starvation mode. Starvation mode. We're in starvation mode. <laughs> I think I'm in starvation mode. This right. is one we hear all the time. You're not in starvation mode. There's no such thing as starvation mode. Well, there is, <laughs> but it's, you know, us. You know, people live in, in this privileged little life in the UK thinking that our bodies are going into starvation mode. And it's not true. It's really not. <laughs> we're, just, we're just notoriously bad at tracking our actual intake and what we've really eaten. So, yeah, yeah so starvation mode is, is a myth. Um, you know, a, a perfect example, one of the best examples I always like to use for this is think about I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Every time this show comes on, every single year, they always talk about how much weight the contestants have lost. And everyone loses weight on that show because they are on really low calories unless Rationed. they win their meals and their stars and stuff. So sometimes... Even then they're on low calories. Mm. You know, even if they win their stars, they're on low calories. And if they don't, they're on super low calories. Yeah, so starvation mode. It's not a thing. It's one of those things where it's just, it's probably just the fact that we, we don't really truly understand our overall energy balance, which is we're probably doing a little bit less activity than we think, probably not burning as many calories as we think, and we're probably eating more calories than we think. Because, I mean, starvation mode, if you were to go into, like, let's think the word that we're saying, starvation mode. Mm. What your body would be shutting down. Mm. We've got to take away these things that we say with such ease and realise, no, no, no. What have you just said? You are in starvation mode. You're telling me that your body is shutting down, your organs are shutting down, are unable to do any sort of performance right now. 
And you've got to realize that this language that we learn, it, it's no, no, it's not true. We've mm-hmm. got to take it back. Yeah. So it's one of those things. I mean, I've kind of, I don't remember where that point started from. I've lost oh, track. it was, Bring sorry, it was me. I went into to talk about starvation mode, but you were saying how you ask a lot of people, you ask our members and clients, do you want to be on 1200 calories? Yeah. So, and they say, no, it's really horrible. It's hard. Yeah. It's rubbish. So what we prefer, like we say, is, is for you to be able to eat more and be able to have more energy to like output more calories as well. Because what happens is when you drop your calories too low, generally you won't realize you're doing this but you'll actually sort of down regulate your movement outside of exercise so we call it our neat non-exercise activity thermogenesis so it's a fancy it's a fancy name basically for you know the amount you move throughout the day the amount you fidget the amount you like walk all the things that your body does that doesn't include sort of structured exercise and what happens is for a lot of people when they cut their calories so low is they really down regulate their neat which means you're just outputting and burning less calories than you would do if you run, for example, 1600 calories. So it's a false economy to drop too low because it makes your body lethargic, it makes you tired, you move less without even realizing it. And that's where a lot of people become unstuck. Yeah, definitely. And we've noticed that before. And I've noticed that when I was on a bit of a cut as well, you know, sitting more, not fidgeting as much, not wanting to go out for a walk, feeling tired, napping more. You know, your body does just get really, really, really tired. Mm-hmm. So the main point that we're trying to say here is that 1,200 calories, this is a myth number. We have no idea where it's came from. Mm. But even on my fitness pal, so we do work with my fitness pal, don't we, with our clients. Mm-hmm. We will say, look, if you're wanting to, let's track. There's so many ways that we can track. And some people like to learn tracking through my fitness pal. And it's a fantastic tool if you know how to use it. Mm. Because again, we're all bad at tracking. Yeah. You know, we all do guesstimations and I, we did a, um, we did a, my fitness pal education zoom, didn't we? Mm. And I said, I do not want to see generic on your, my fitness pal. So if you've ever used my fitness pal and you're going, Oh, okay. I made a carrot soup and you go carrot soup, generic. Mm. I was like, I do never, I never <laughs> want to see the word generic written in there. You've got to be, break it all down to everything that you consumed. Yeah. Yes, we talked about it, didn't we? So um, one of the one of the members put in like a an omelette of some description, but they just kind of typed in cheese and egg omelette. Generic. And I typed it in and there were about, there's probably about 10 different uh, omelettes that you could choose from. If you just put in cheese and egg omelette rather than, than the separate ingredients, you know, put the amount of eggs you had, put the amount of cheese that you had. Um, there was about 10 different variations of a cheese and egg omelette. And one was like 200 calories. One was 800 calories and there were loads in between. So that's why it doesn't work if you're kind of going down that route. And guess which one we choose? The lowest one. We'll, we'll go for <laughs> the lowest, yeah, because that's how much I've eaten. Yep, that feels better. And um, so, yeah, we do. We get people to work on my fitness pal, And even my fitness pal will bring up 1,200 calories for many members, won't mm. it? Yeah, I think the problem with that is, is my fitness pal gives you the option of how much you want to lose per week. Um which to be honest, a lot of people, when they, they see this thing, right, I'm going to go for a really big like loss per week of like, you know, one to two kilos per week, for example, that's sort of what, four or five pounds or something like that. But this it's not really sustainable to do that for a lot of people. And you, for most people that start out with this plan, you haven't got the right foundations in place to drop that much weight that quickly and be successful and be able to maintain those results for the long term. And I think that's one of the biggest problems is people try and 
you know, jump straight to the finish line so quickly. But if you've been, you know, slowly gaining weight for three, four or five years, you've got a lot more than three, four or five months worth of work mm. to get to your goal. You've got to kind of just take that time a bit more and be a bit more, mm. um, I know it's difficult, but be a bit more patient with your results because when you be more patient, when you take your time and you learn the right way, you're going to get those results, but they're going to be more sustainable. Yes. And I get a lot of people saying, I only lost a pound. Mm. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, that's awesome. That like what what are the things that you've put in place like i'm a big believer of never really um congratulating the result but congratulating the process you've done to get there mm. so basically if you've lost a pound you have reduced your calorie intake by 3500 calories throughout the week mm -hmm. how are you feeling do you feel good? Like you've still, I've seen you in sessions, training sessions, you look strong, you look powerful. What was it that you did a slight difference with? Oh, well, so far I just ate slowly, a bit slowlier one day. And I only had one chocolate bar instead of two this day. And these are great habits that you're starting to create. Mm. And that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Carry on. Because if you do this for another, you know, few months, you, you're going to realize that these habits are not only going to be sticking with you, because you're enjoying the process, you're not feeling lethargic, you're not feeling too tired, you're still enjoying your sessions in the gym. And on top of that, your goal of fat loss is also happening. So it's really important if you if you have a fat loss goal, you need to enjoy the process, mm -hmm. have fun, not feel restricted, eat the stuff that you love to eat, you know, be social, go out, do the things that you love. Maybe start creating these habits that are going to help you get there by reducing that calorie intake in places. And if you lose a pound, I mean, are we winning or are we winning? Yeah, it's awesome. Like I spoke to someone the other day who was um, joining up for our 28 day challenge when we reopen. And she was like, I started this kind of this new diet plan last week and I've only lost two pounds. I was like, you've lost two pounds in a week. And she's like, yeah, uh, I'm not happy with it. I was like, why? why are you not happy with that? I said to her, imagine you do that for the next 12 weeks. You've lost 24 pounds in 12 weeks. How would that feel? That's nearly two stone in 12 weeks, which is like, it's amazing. But we, we're sold on always needing these huge, like sort of weight losses and these weekly losses. And I think I personally blame a lot of that on these dieting and slimming clubs where they congratulate people on the amount they've lost that week. Yes. And one of the things you'll see is, especially when someone first starts a plan, if someone's kind of eating completely ad libitum, they don't have any idea of like sort of tracking or reducing things, and then they go straight onto a, a more strict kind of controlled plan, you're always going to see quite a significant loss in that first week. Mm. But a lot of it will be from things like water weight yes. as well. So if you lose, you know, if you stop eating as many carbs in, in the week, you're going to lose quite a lot of water weight. And we do sometimes see people drop five pounds of water in a week. You haven't lost that much fat in a week, but because the scale said five pounds and someone's like, oh, amazing, you lost five pounds this week. That becomes the normalized thing that we think is normal to do every week when it's just not, it's not realistic, it's not sustainable and it's not body fat. Mm. No one cares how much water they've lost no. unless you're like, you know, a boxer who needs to weigh in for a fight or something like that. Um, most people want to, you know, get lean and more toned, which is losing body fat, not water weight. So that's why it's also, we need to kind of look beyond just the scales. Yes, that's a massive this. one. So I'm working with two lovely clients at the moment, a beautiful Elaine and Cardello, and it's been fantastic um, working with them at BFAST because they're, 
they're smashing it they're doing it and it was fantastic to hear Elaine go I think I'm losing too quickly and I was like this is music to my ears mm. so one of her things was you can eat some more Malteser bunnies <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> she loves Malteser bunnies she said to me I think I might be losing a bit too much and that was like fantastic so I did I didn't say to her no what you're losing loads of weight like this is the goal no that's not Elaine's goal she wants to feel strong she wants to feel powerful she loves her training session she's got she runs she does so much so she wants to feel powerful so she was like I don't know if I'm losing too much and I was like babes get some more Malteser bunnies in you let's do this great (laughs) and so I've spoken to them more about Let's take some pictures, get your hubbies to take some photos of you. Um, because that, like sometimes the scale is only one tool mm-hmm. and it can sometimes, not trick us, but it can sometimes, you can feel like it's against you if it's not maybe necessarily dropping mm-hmm. and you can feel like it's an absolute enemy if it's going up. But photographs, how clothes fit, these are the ways that we want to um, look. Because if I was if I was using scale as my only thing from when I started fitness well I would be I would be crying in my bedroom right now (laughs) (laughs) because scale wise I've gone up in weight now this is a thing about you know weight training and and muscle mass this is a completely other story Mm -hmm. because you've got to remember I've been doing this now for a long 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 time and I have now created more muscle mass than body fat so my body it has changed um my body shape has 100 changed if you look at back at me from it but that's a whole different podcast isn't it talking mm. about muscle mass and weight that is a po- that is a topic in itself that's one for next week isn't it? yeah i think it's a good one mm. that is a good one so one thing that i think that you'll be really good at talking about jamie better than me is that plateau mm-hmm. so we hear a lot of the time i think i'm in a plateau so can you kind of understand and explain what that means and what actually a real plateau is? Yeah, so it kind of relates a little bit back to that kind of like that weekly calorie intake and things like that as well. But usually, um, basically a plateau is when your progress stalls. And you'll have these times, like the, the first thing I will say is, if you are in a fat loss plan, don't measure your progress on a day-to-day or even a week-to-week basis. Mm. You need to look at a bit of a longer-term picture and look over that monthly basis because sometimes you'll have little fluctuations in weight. Um, you know, you can eat a high-sodium meal, you can eat a high-carb meal, and you can retain more water from just eating those things. You haven't gained body fat, but your weight might be higher. So what we need to look at is the monthly trends, first of all. But more often than not, when people feel they hit a plateau, one of the most common problems is that we're just actually not in a calorie deficit that we thought we were. So again, it might be that your weekly intake is higher than it actually was. So that's probably one of the biggest factors and one of the most common things, especially when it's a short term process, when someone's, you know, they've been trying to lose body fat for maybe two, three, four weeks, and they think they've hit a plateau already. Chances are you're just not in a calorie deficit. You're probably just eating around your maintenance and maintaining that weight, which is fine. Again, like you said, so before, we can adjust that a little bit. Um, But if it's a longer term plan and say someone's been on the process, they've been sort of following their plan for like, so, you know, three, four, five months, and then they get to the place where they've lost quite a lot of body fat, they might have lost quite a lot of weight, and then they hit this plateau point, that probably is a genuine plateau. But what happens is, it's not that things aren't working anymore, it's just that we need to reassess and readjust our calorie targets. Because if you are, you know, say for example, you start your journey at 100 kilos and over that sort of six month period, you lose, let's just say we lose 
10 kg. So you've lost like, you know, nearly two stone over that sort of six month period. You're now in a smaller frame in a lighter body. So your calorie allowance, if you were to kind of continue the same amount of activity will be lower Yeah. because generally your overall calorie intake, a large part of that is based on your current weight and your current frame size. Um, just because larger bodies will require more energy to move around, whereas smaller bodies, lighter bodies will require generally less energy to move around. So what happens is over time, if you've been dieting for a longer period, you're not in starvation mode. You just need to reduce that calorie deficit a little bit further to keep that progress. And similarly, the other way around, if you are trying to gain muscle, gain body weight, and you hit that plateau after kind of a period of two or three months, for example, you've just kind of, you've grown into that weight now. So we can pretty much change the word, I think, plateau to I found my maintenance. Mm. Such a different, just changing words Mm -hmm. can make it more, you know, make it more like, okay, I've got this actually. So instead of coming to us and going, I've I've hit a plateau, I'm only staying where I am now. It's going, Soph, Jay, I think I found my maintenance. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Fantastic. We found a maintenance. Do you want to stick at this for a bit? Because we don't always want to be on a diet. Mm. That's as boring as hell. Do you want to just stick and, you know, stick to this, see how you feel? And, or are you wanting to push it a little bit more because we may have to you know, mix a few things up. Mm -hmm. So I think we've perfectly wrapped it up, really. Um, So let's do a nice little wrap up of this. I know it can actually feel like there's a lot to take in on this one, isn't there? Mm. But through under it all, hopefully we've educated and and just let you know, firstly, 1,100 calories, load of crap. Uh, You don't need to be on 1,200 calories to lose weight. If that's your goal, if you've been on 1,200 calories and you weigh more than like, 45 kg mm. you, you you're eating too little i can promise you you're eating too little mm-hmm. focus on weekly calorie intake not daily so it doesn't matter if you're an angel you know monday to thursday and then it all goes wrong friday to sunday you're going to be overall eating more calories and not getting that 3500 calories reduction Mm-hmm. to lose that one pound of body fat. Yeah, so just focus on, you know, we, we when people want to come to with a fat loss goal and a weight loss goal, we want you to be able to diet and see progress on as many calories as possible. So if you can make good, steady, consistent progress without struggling too much on, for example, 1800 calories, go for that. Yes. Don't go straight to the lowest number because the other thing you've got to bear in mind is it gives you nowhere to kind of move. Once you do find that 1200 is too tough, you can't stick to it, you feel sluggish, lethargic, tired, you get fed up of the whole process straight away, it gives you nowhere to go but back to square one. Whereas if you start to up that calorie intake a little bit, you'll find you've got more energy, you're moving more. Even subconsciously, you'll be outputting more energy by, like we said before, you know, expending more energy through NEAT. Um, just moving around more, the things that you don't even realize that you're doing, but when you've got more energy, you will feel better even subconsciously, and you're going to be able to stick to it a lot longer. Um, and again, like we touched on, you know, the whole big outline is we don't want you to be dieting forever. You don't want to be dieting forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all about surviving and not thriving. It's all about finding something that works, enjoying the process, finding something that's not too difficult, but is getting you the progress and results that you want. And that's the best way to do it. Thrive, not survive. That is so in important like we want to feel good how how great would it be if you were getting a goal 
wanting to build muscle mass um, or you wanting to lose some body fat and but you wake up each day and you feel good and on top of that you're achieving your goal each time mm -hmm. amazing so that is our aim for every single one of you and we really hope that that should be oh just before we finish off as well so whatever the, the result is at the end of the week two weeks or whatever and you've seen the um weight go down or you've seen you know you feel slimmer when you got pictures of yourself or whatever i know it's really tough but <clears throat> congratulate yourself on that but more think about the process that you've done to get there mm. in a healthy way mm -hmm. so if you've got that but you know that this has been bad habits it's not something to maybe congratulate yourself at the end of the day because yeah. it's all you've done is look at an end result and not enjoyed the process so enjoy the process if you have achieved or not achieved at the end of the week what have you done that you feel either moved you forward or kept you uh, back in a healthy way so i know a lot of the time um i had one person say to me i've been really poorly but i've lost like 2kg so that's great and i was like what no that's not good <laughs> you, you've just been you've been poorly for two weeks like so why are you congratulating yourself on a two pound two kilo loss yeah look back at your journey and do you want to continue these healthy habits to help you to thrive to thrive and also achieve that end result nice perfect i think that's a great way to wrap it up um we'll probably do another sort of follow-on from this as well just in terms of like working out roughly like sort of starting places for your uh, calorie targets there's loads of online calculators and things like that out there the biggest thing to remember is if you use one of these calculators is number one actually do it and stick to it and assess the progress over like a couple of weeks time number two don't overestimate your activity levels yeah a lot of people say they, they or think they do more than they actually do so always kind of go middle of the road on that one um but number three understand it's just a starting point whatever you do whatever you kind of work out whether you go to a professional coach uh, whether you do an online calculator when you get given a number it's just a starting point mm -hmm. the important thing from there is working out the process figuring out where you go from there. If things aren't working, change it up a little bit. If things are working well, stick with it. If things are going too quickly, you can scale things back. Create data. We spoke about that before in another podcast, haven't we? Mm -hmm. Get your data. Perfect. Thanks. I think we're done. We are done. We need a sign off, don't we? This was Lovely Lifter. And, and BeFast Jay. Thanks for joining. Loose Jimin. Let's get loose. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work on that. Ciao for now. Thank you so much for listening. And if there's anything you would like us to cover on the show, email us at loosegymin at gmail.com. That's L-O-O-S-E-G-Y-M-I-N. Thank you so much.